Hello, my name is Pauline Charles, and I'm a Bill community leader in Dolly Park. Great, and uh, that's Pauline. Can you talk about what your role is like in the community and how you see yourself, how other people see you? Well, I truly hope positive. I, I, I've been in the community for over 40 years now, so I've seen our ups and downs, and right now we seem to be on a really upslope, even with COVID, so I'm very proud of that. Um, I'm just, my job or my commitment to the community is actually um, outreach. I try to bring in sources that are needed or give out any kind of information uh, that's required. Um, if you well know, if you know Dolly Park, we're actually a um, pretty tight community. Um, some people call it a desert because we don't have a supermarket and banks and things here, so we have to go out for that, for those kind of things. But um, I truly hope in my lifetime I'll get to see uh, those things here. Along with being a community leader, I'm actually the president of Dolly Park, and I've been for just about 12 years now. And um, talk about some of the things you've accomplished. In, uh, in the uh, during that uh, time, if I look back and uh, think back maybe 15 years ago when we first started holding community meetings, um, we were dealing with uh, quite a bit of crime in the neighborhood. Actually, we actually had to go to outside churches, um, not in the neighborhood to even hold a community meeting. So we weren't in a very good place. We had a lot of gang activity going on. We've changed so much over the years now. We're in a lot better place. Um, so I guess pretty much I just started just for not so much as a job or a title, but just a, a, a passion and love for my community and the people in it. Um, I've always had a soft spot for the children. I watched my children grow up here in the community. Um, I love my seniors. Um, many years ago, I started uh, going to uh, the courthouse with young kids in the neighborhood because it was a time where basically their parents weren't in a very good place. So I would go just pretty much so they could look out and see that, hey, it's somebody that cares and, and, and love you. So um, that's pretty much was the start of my um, outreach in the community. And it's just grown from there. We've been able to uh, get some beautiful murals, artwork done in the neighborhood. We have a 21st century park, uh, playground. We have the first recreation center that's been um, built in 25 years. So we've gotten a lot accomplished. So we're, we're in a good place right now. And how have you accomplished all that? What um, have you done to accomplish that? Um, actually, I, I always say um, time to hit the streets. So I've been able to um, be able to go out and really meet with some great organizations that have uh, helped us along the way. It actually started with Bill, who um, introduced me with so many different um, avenues and programs and helped open doors to so many things that I would have never known about. Uh, so I'm so thankful to them, and I've met some of the greatest 
and nice people. And actually, so it allowed me to meet with other uh, community leaders and uh, their passion and desire so, of things for their neighborhood. So it almost like gives you strength, like makes you want to do more. Like, wow, we can do this or we need this. And so it's just been a, a great experience. I, I love it. And can you describe a little bit about the process of like how you got the rec center built? You know, how did how did that go? Like, how did you know to what to do and how to do it? Well, at that time, we had a very great council lady, Council Mary Pat Clark. Um, she was always been such a go getter for our community and uh, surrounding communities uh, or the city itself as a whole. So when she came to um, to the community of Dolly Park, South Clifton, surrounding communities and let us know, what you know, hey, this is what uh, we want to take place and do. So it took a lot of going downtown to City Hall mm-hmm. and um, speaking to the mayor and um, basically finding funds, grants, any kind of money that was that was around or in the city. Uh, we had a great council lady that uh, made these things uh, help take place and it was such an honor. And I just love her as a, as a person, have so much respect for, for her. And so she was just such a go-getter. And uh, then she came one day to the community and says, I, I wanna name this recreation center after Rita Church. And I was actually lucky enough as a kid, knowing the church family, they lived right around the corner from us. So it was actually an honor because she was also such a uh, a great woman and had such uh, outreach around the city. So it's everything has been such a pleasure to work with such uh, great people in different organizations. Mm-hmm. And since the rec center being built and the park being redeveloped, um, how have you, like, what what has changed in the neighborhood or how have you seen people affected by those things? Okay. Well, the recreation center, if we uh, speak on that, you can go, well, before COVID, of course, uh, you could always go there and see it filled with children from the community and outside of the community. They start out basketball tournaments. Um, you would go there for game night. They had a, a, a program for um, after school for the children. Great, great summer camp that that's packed each year. So it's a lot. So it was just a, it's so nice to see uh, the recreation center running the way it should be. And speaking of the recreation center, I actually, the, um, one of the gentlemen said, I guess he would hold a position as supervisor of some sort there, happens to be um, a member of our church, uh, David McNear. I refer to him all the time as Elder McNear, out of level respect through the, through the church. And uh, we had just really, before COVID, once again, I don't want to keep mentioning that, um, but right before that came up, we had came up with um, a great idea of so 
many great things that was going to take place in, in the recreation center. We were starting uh, game nights and uh, more things for the seniors. They do have a senior program, but was just aware of uh, interacting the elderly and the seniors, uh, the seniors and the youth together. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were looking forward to that. So hopefully that'll still take place once we get back. One of my favorite scenes is um, there was a dance class going on. Oh, yes, the line dance. Yeah, yeah, that's Um, great. All right, and tell me a little bit about um, kind of looking forward, some things you would still like to work on or have happen in the neighborhood. Okay, because I mentioned the recreation center. I apologize. I would uh, feel so bad if I didn't mention um, Dolly Park. Um, that park, I love our park a whole lot. It's very important to me. I can remember back to the time when I wasn't working, well, I was working downtown at the gas and electric company and I would be on a bus stop. And I would, I remember when there were actually houses there and it seemed like out of nowhere the city came and tore down a whole block of houses. And then I watched it become a, a dumping ground and an empty space for so many years. So it has just been such an honor to be a part of the team to make that park, you know, be what it is. So actually, uh, if I look at Dolly Park, it has been, it's, it's just so nice. It's nice to actually, to be able to come from out of your home, from off your porch and walk into a welcome place. It's just uh, such a great atmosphere to actually be able to sit and look and see your community and be able to speak to your neighbors. Um, I, I, I love it. And now we have the playground there. And actually, that came at a time where the kids haven't been able to actually really get out and enjoy it. We have a new swing set coming within six <gasps> weeks. Yeah, we got the swing set. So, yeah, we actually had one time, as you well know, we just had swings there. Um, removed the swings to put in a 21st century playground, not aware how important those swings were to the community. So the kids and um, surprisingly, so many of the adults had made quite a stinker about it. So we're able to get the swings back in the neighborhood. So excited to see that take place. I'm just, we'll be happy when the uh, weather break and hopefully even with COVID, um, praying that everyone still be safe. But just to be able to come out, we had talked last year about being able to um, even hold um, some community meetings outside. We have them, well, we were having, we had them in our recreation center, but was thinking, we have this lovely park here. Um, Let's have them out that way, hopefully we'll bring out more of the young people to join in and give their opinions because their opinions are so important to this neighborhood, so... Mm. Can you describe a little more about what the park looks like and some really great things that have happened in the mm. park since it's been built? Well, to describe the park, as I say, it's uh, just looking at the park um, from where it started off. We had a great organization come in, Sixth Branch, and when they first came in and they put in, uh, we actually had a project up there in building uh, uh 
flower boxes and things like that. And we thought it was truly the greatest thing. And it really was. And now it's got, now that we've gone 21st century, it's a lot more, uh, I should say, I guess, modern. modern. And it's um, just a, one of the things that was very important to me with the park was that I wanted it to be a very uh, colorful place. I wanted bright, live colors. And that's exact. So he go, you go up there and you get to sit on a nice till bench, the nice light blue benches and the, uh, flowers when they're out of simply, they're colorful. We have colorful flowers. So it's uh, a place where uh, actually you can go and sit and we're looking you know, to have more events such as I'm looking so forward to jazz night mm. to bring out some of the uh, adults. A lot of the kids uh, really enjoyed uh, the park. But it's it's really it's it's a very safe environment, mm-hmm. and we haven't had that in a long time in the neighborhood. So I'm, I can't begin to say how thankful and happy I am to just uh, do when I walk up the street, or if I'm riding past just to see my neighbors and seeing. Uh, we have I've talked to so many people that just ride by and say, "Wow, you guys are really doing some great things up there in Dolly Park." Mm-hmm. So, it, it, and that's just good to hear. It's just good to hear nice stories, good things happening in your community. It makes it just gives you such a good feeling. I'm I'm just I'm very proud of my community. Very proud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fact that you help build this space and create this space um, has brought new life and truly joy has. and it truly has. pride to mm-hmm. the neighborhood. It really has. And it really is the face of the, you know, it's the thing mm-hmm. people see you now when they yeah. come. Um, and then I heard uh, Mr. Muhammad, who lived in the house where we did the other mural, mm-hmm. at one point say he saw someone who was carrying a gun, like, turn around, not enter the park, and go back and put the gun away, and then enter it's, the park. It's um, amazing to see that. I've actually had known of several, uh, it, even far as like even trash. Um, it's not a trashy park. Um, we, we have plenty of cans around it, but I mean, you, they don't throw trash in the park. It's been times where, um, just as you spoke of um, um, the neighbor Muhammad, I've actually have heard uh, several stories of cases where it's been known, okay, hey, whatever your trouble is or whatever your beef is or problem, it can't go on on this playground or in this park. You've got to take it somewhere else. And that says a lot when I hear some of these young kids that come back and share and tell me things, that not tell me things, but, but share with me, you know, like, hey, we make, you know, this doesn't happen in the park, or we make sure they really care and yeah. love that park. And I'm, right. I'm very thankful for that. Right, and it shows what happens when... Um, you get when you someone like you get uh, the city and the state to invest yes. in the community the way it should yeah. be invested in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, moving on from the park, mm-hmm. what else do you want to see happen in the neighborhood or in Darley Park in the coming years? What What's your well, vision for other things? Well, um, it would be housing. Um, we still have quite a problem of. Uh, boarded up houses in the community. We are a part of um, John Hopkins' work where you live. Um, however, so far it hasn't made a difference to uh, 
the community because we haven't got that, uh, I guess, to the part where we have been able to get um, outside organizations that want to um, commit to um, investing. And that's what we need right now, some investors to help us with our properties in the community. Um, I've actually had, um, I should say my husband, I've actually had family members that come back and uh, uh, and visit and always say, wow, I remember this block girl used to be so filled with uh, pretty flowers and uh, all the houses. And I always think about like at, even at Christmas time, it was a time when, uh, well, mind you, I've been here over 40 years, so Back then, you had more neighbors, and people would put out Christmas lights and things like that. But we, you, you can't go seven houses, five houses in any direction in Darley Park and not come across um, a vacant property. Mm-hmm. So that's a great concern. And this is a beautiful old area. And it, I mean, we're so close to everything. It's 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 worth investing. We we truly are worth investing in. Mm-hmm. So that's something I would love to see take place. Um, to just see, we're on the right track. We definitely are. But I would love to see um, investors come and help us with uh, the homes in the neighborhood. Um, that's one of, one yeah. of the big things I would love to see take place. I love the layout of the neighborhood where it's a loop. Too. Yeah, you know, it yeah. Feels like, it really feels like a tight knit. It it truly. I describe us that way all the time. We are very tight knit community, and we actually all look at each other based truly as family. Mm-hmm. It's like <laughs> um, I always say, describe us a lot of times. You know, it's one big family, and you know we have a few dysfunctional cousins. You know, and <laughs> you know where they may even be considered be one of them. But it's but we, and we even look out for them. So it's it's just been um, it's been a great experience. Been here, and it's been um, wonderful. Um, bringing my children up here in this community, and not my children. I uh, played a part with uh, nieces, uh, many, a mm-hmm. host of nieces and nephews. So it's it's been uh, it's been wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of asked you this earlier, or you talked about it, but like, how, what keeps you going, and how do you do this work on a consistent basis, and also take care of yourself and all um, that stuff. Some days is challenging, um, to be truthful, but it literally it's out of uh, uh, act of love. I truly, as I said, we're like one family, and uh, I love my family. So this community, it's my family. I always say, uh, you, you, I look at it this way, I spend more time with my neighbors than I would say uh, aunts and uncles and cousins that live in another state. So this is my family here and uh, they love me and I love them. So uh, we truly do look out for one another and most important um, is the level of respect that we have for one another. Um, I've always um, shared this with um, adults and children. the level of respect, how far it's going to take you in life. And 
I always say it's no age limit on respect. If I if I disrespect that eight year old, I can can't ex- expect that eight year old to respect me. So it's no age limit. I respect the kids. The kids respect me, and I love them and hug them. They I can walk out this door. They come and hug and love on me. So you know that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I met other leaders in this neighborhood, but if there were some other uh, leaders that you looked up to or that, um, you know, I should interview if I have the time in the future, who, who should I talk to or who's been a part of the work? Well, of course, you know, our Miss Francis, Miss mm-hmm. Francis has been, uh, a community leader, uh, along beside me, uh, and she's 95 years old. And that just says something when you have someone that age still has such a passion and love for her community. And um, and I'm not sure who gave her that name, but it really stuck with her, um, the mayor of 25th Street. And, uh, oh, Council Lady Mary Pat gave her that name, mm-hmm. the mayor of 25th Street. She knows the everything that goes on and she, you know, she gets out there and scolds them, you know, if they're not doing something right. But uh, her biggest uh, thing, too, is uh, she's seen, mind you, she's raised her children in a neighborhood and she's been around there. Mm, probably 70 years so of course she's seen quite some changes so but it's just that's the one that I've just uh respect so much in the community um then I also I I couldn't say this without going uh, speaking about my spiritual um um friend my sister um Olitha Carter uh, she holds the position of, uh, around here that everyone knows um, that, I, well, she's good for a meal always. She's an excellent cook, so she looks out for all the neighbors and cooking. But she's the one that, uh, she, when you need prayer, and we all do, she's always been the one that people reach out to for prayer. Um, She's an excellent singer, so she's actually pretty much any funeral that's on the east side, you can you know you're going to see her because she's there singing mm-hmm. and what have you. But she's asked, I couldn't say because she's she's also been around here over 60 years, mm-hmm. and uh, so she sings. But this it's just someone that I, I just have such a level of respect for, um, and have and just really care and have looked out for the community. You know, we have a few seniors that I uh, don't get out at all, and she uh, prepares meals for them, and it, you know, and they they know that they're going to eat that day, and they're going to eat some good collard greens. They're not eating uh, canned food or uh, processed food. She really looks out for them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we have a few people, of course, uh, that just travel through. She's she's just that one that looks out for for us here in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else you feel like you want to share about the neighborhood or yourself or the work you've done that we haven't touched on? <clears throat> well, as you said, you've seen someone. Now, this is just basically a concern, I guess this would be. Is it okay that I speak on the yeah. concern? Uh-huh. Um, we have a young man that, as you say, you see grilling up the street in the park. 
And I remember this young man from um, pretty much a, a dark side of his life. And now he's on the light side. So I basically, and I see him up there and he grills. He goes to Sam Club and he comes back and he brings in uh, uh, food and water and um, hot dogs and hamburgers, oodles and noodles, coffee and tea. Um, so he has like a little business going on there. And uh, the city recently came by and told him he had to, you know, shut it down. He had one, um, one permit, but he said, well, you can't do this here. And uh, when I, he was so destroyed by it, and people everywhere, not even just here in Dolly Park, I'm referring to even the other side of Hoffa Road in the community, have actually said, what's going on? What made them, you know, close him down? This gentleman has actually, and when he went up, when I stopped and he was, and he was sharing with me, and he says to me, he says, um, no one ever walks away from this spot hungry. He says, you all know we have a lot of people that have different problems and homeless people and whatever that passes by. And whether they walk up here, I, I've made it clear that no one walks away hungry. So he looks out for them early in the morning with a cup mm -hmm. of coffee. Or, um, And I thought this was such a great um, part of outreach for the community. And this is a young man who years ago maybe wasn't the most positive young man, right? But he made such a change in his life that it's just great to see. And another thing he took on the project of doing himself was that uh the young kids that are just in the neighborhood, he was like, I don't I don't want them on a corner. I don't want them to go the route. I went so he has them out there and he let them sell the water and sodas and uh he gives them a couple of dollars at the end of the day. Since then, we've been able to keep our parks clean. He doesn't allow uh, 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 just to hang out or stand around up there, so we don't. But if they would, we actually have officers that sit up there, and you know they're there, and they're like, "This is something good for Dolly Park." So that's a little concern. Um, I'm hoping that he and he just started a uh, just started his own little business with uh, called uh, Kings and Queens. He said, that's what these that's what these kids are around here. You know, we gotta build them up to be kings and queens, and so that's the name of his business. And so he recently got closed down. So okay. Um, okay. I'm hoping that would be. Um, Parks of People, Steve Preston. We we've been up there several times. That. Uh, um, up in the park and they talk to them and just watch how many people that they actually, you know, people stop and even in the car stopping by water, blow the horn. It, it was like, it's a great thing. So I'm really a little disturbed by, yeah. uh, by that. So certain people know people in certain circles, of course, you know, and so this is a young man that used to be, you know, out on the corner. He's seen that, as a leader. Yeah, so he's seen as a leader. The, yeah, right. So he, he, so he may have someone that has uh, recently came home um, from prison or something that, that's, they don't want to go back and they just hear them come out and share these stories with the young men like, hey, um, let me catch you now that 15 and 16 or 14, you know, you don't want to go this route. 